Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. It's the only Arsenal podcast that counts. By Arsenal fans, for Arsenal fans. Enjoy the show. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. How are you? It's different doing it in the morning, isn't it? It is. No beer, coffee this morning. Yeah, tea for me. Tea for me. So we're going to do this little um, short episode to fill in some parts of the season. Uh, and we're, you, you brought up a subject that and it was like style over substance. So um, first of all, let's find out a bit about yourself in the sense that um, why did you choose Arsenal? Uh, well, all my family uh, are Liverpool fans. In dippers. And uh, growing up in the 90s and early 2000s, uh, Arsenal, for me, were the obvious choice. Uh, I loved their style of play at the time. Uh, the players that they had uh, in the likes of Ian Wright in the 90s, Bergkamp, and then following on with Henri, Anelka, Perez, Youngberg. Uh, I just loved them style of players. I thought they were amazing. And big Sol Campbell, can't beat him. Yeah, well, he left the lane, didn't he? he came well, that's it as well. So if someone's got that kind of dedication to leave shite art lane then why the hell not some people have gone the other way in the past as well and what, what yeah shite really you can't really cast bentley as a decent player can you mm, that's true that's true and um are you a red member season ticket silver what are you i am a red member uh unfortunately i can't be a season ticket holder um with me being up north it's not financially viable at the moment and young family and everything else as well yeah it there is that yeah it? oh so. well I don't matter. matter. It's just, uh, obviously, train tickets, bus times, uh, tra- uh, car journeys and everything else. If I could be a season ticket holder, I really would. Well, there was a, there's a discussion going on in the forum, and it was on from something I had with my brother uh, over the weekend, um, and just saying the cost of a season ticket. My season ticket is the cheapest in the ground because I'm in the North Bank lower, so it's 890 quid, I think, for the season ticket. Uh, but you... Work that out per game. I think it's about thirty, thirty-five pound a game. Twenty-six games in it, season ticket. But then you add on if I take the train down, you add on a train fare. If you then uh, have a few beers beforehand, a few beers afterwards, something to eat. You're looking at you know best part if you factor in the thirty-five quid. You're talking about sometimes eighty. If it's a big game like uh, the Tottenham game or like where we all have a meet up, you look talking about a good hundred quid that you do. And that's and there's four games in a row uh, at some points. Uh, over nine days, uh, and it's a fucking shed load of money. Oh, it is, but I think that's dedication. Stupidity. Well, it's, uh, <laughs> dedication or stupidity, there's a thin line, but I'd probably call it dedication. It's, at the end of the day, if you love the club and you love it that much, then if you want to go watch the game, go watch the game. So you... Uh, g- Got involved with Arsenal in the 1990s, around 2000, Yeah, I'd, that sort of I'd say the late 90s, early 2000s. Did you manage to get to Highbury? I did, uh, a couple of times. Um, uh, my, well, what we were talking about earlier and stuff, um, I believe, I think you're going to ask me the question of my favourite game. Yes, I was going to ask you your first game, your favourite game yeah. at both Highbury and the Emirates. Yes, my, fa- my first game at Highbury was in 2002. I was a late bloomer. I was 99. Uh, oh, well, not too far from you then. A couple of years difference. But yeah, it's uh, my first game was actually a loss, uh, which was a bit gutting. Uh, my first game was in 2002 and it was against Arsenal v Blackburn and we lost 2-1. I remember the game, actually. Yeah, Edu own goal. And then Edu goal on the 45th minute. And then unfortunately, Dwight York put him put 2-1 up. And what was what would you say your favourite hybrid game was? My favourite hybrid game, I've, I believe I've mentioned it before on, on this podcast, on the early days of the podcast, is uh, Arsenal... V. Charlton in 2004. Is that the Van Persie goal or was that... Um, That's the Henri Bakil. 
Okay, okay. Uh, and it was the 48th game unbeaten, Okay, if, if my memory serves me right. So that was just, just before Man United and Rain, Wayne Rooney diving and everything yeah, else. So yeah, I... unfortunately. Two before, wasn't it? Yeah, 48 <laughs> games. But yeah, yeah, it was the... I believe it's right. I'm, I'm, if I'm right in saying, I, I believe it's right. And it was the Arsenal v Chelsea. I'll believe you. I'll believe and you. And it's the ornery back heel that, was, that shocked everybody. Where it's like, where the hell did that come from? And Emirates? You go to the Emirates, how often are you getting down uh, there? Of, well... Unfortunately, uh, I've only just started being able to go to the Emirates. Uh, my first ever game, and probably I'm going to say it's my favourite ever game because it was the first time I've met quite a few people that day, and uh, and it was the Arsene Wenger last home game against Burnley. Yeah, that's when we all met up, wasn't it? It was, yeah, and it's the first time I've ever been to the Emirates. Okay, so that has I, to be uh, that's that's got to be one of your fa- favourite in attendance. Yeah, I'm going to say favourite in attendance, definitely. Um, it's it's good watching stuff on telly, but it's so much better being there. Yeah, and then we all punched in the North Bank anyway, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. I believe we did. One of your uh, seatmates was complaining. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're all we're all slim guys, aren't we? Uh, sort of. Uh, yeah, yeah, there was yeah. there was probably three to a seat at one point. Hence, why they should bring in safe standing. Yeah, definitely. So you've been doing the podcast for a little while. Um, I have. You've probably what? How many episodes would you say you're on? Probably about ten. Yeah, around that. Yeah. Have you found your opinions of watching the football or how you watch football and have changed? Um, and how do you feel about doing it and, and being listened to? I'm enjoying it. Um, I haven't had much feedback on it. So at the moment, um, everyone's happy with me until someone says that I'm shite. <laughs> they don't understand, do you? That's probably it, yeah. You know, Southerners and Northerners and all that. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, north, north, north of Watford, and that, that's yeah, that, yeah, that that's Notford, it. yeah. So you, you, well, I was to... Norfolk for a while, wasn't I? You were Norfolk, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you, we, we relegated you back to um to Scunthorpe. Yeah, yeah, we got relegated back up further up north. Oh, further up north, well, up with Jamie and the others. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Jamie. Yeah. Um. So you wanted to talk about style over substance. I did. So it was, and is that to do with? Well, you you explain. Go on. Well, I've been looking at Emery's style uh, over, like you say, style um, is comp. You know, I mean, I just wanted to talk about the differences between uh, Emery and Arsene Wenger, and also the other Premiership managers as well. Within you know, I mean, this this year anyway, so far. And are you going to look like Pep Guardiola and yeah, Pep Guardiola. You know, it's uh, you know, I mean, not just Pep is also you know, I mean, obviously with other managers within this season so far um you know i mean we can we can go down the lights of is it the similar what similar style is it to other teams and stuff well, there's a, a lot of people moaning and complaining on on the internet especially after the first three games and only winning against west ham uh, we've uh, had a three away wins now in the road uh, on the road we've uh, scored more goals in the th- three away games in, as in seven goals uh, under Emery's reign as we did in the whole of 2018 under Wenger and people were saying oh it just looks the same it's the same it's no different under Emery than Wenger how how do you differ and how what's your opinion I, I, I definitely it's a lot different to Arsene Wenger's style I think People are just uh, remembering the worst years of Arsene Wenger, unfortunately. But if you look at Emery's uh, Wenger's free flow, free flow style of play, it you know I mean he, he changed that over the the back end of his years. If it, I, I, maybe if he stuck with his style, it might have been different. But that's you know it's guesswork now. It's it's he said, she said. It's probably uh, lack of funds with the stadium development and so on. Possibly, possibly over the years, yeah. Um, 
sometimes I don't believe that as much. Maybe when the Emirates is being built and maybe in the couple of years after that, maybe three, four years after that, maybe. But um, no, you know, in the latter years, no, no. There's obviously been funds there, but whether it's not it's him or whether it's the board or the owner. Yeah, yeah. And so you you said you were going to compare them to Emery, the difference between Emery and Wenger and then the difference between Emery and uh, other managers. I, I watched uh, Tottenham play Liverpool at the weekend. Um, and uh, you, again, they're playing out from the back, the centre-back split, and the ball goes down. It seems like every team is trying to like more goalkeepers are having to be more skilled on the ball Begovic was interviewed on goals on Sunday and he was talking about um, how uh, keepers now have to do an awful lot more with their feet and be more of an outfield player than before yeah I think that's come gradually with age um, I think obviously the more styles have changed and the, and the more you see how the quickness of players have become over the years as well when you look back and you you look at Henri when he was around, and even Nicholas and Elka when he was around from Arsenal. And then if you look at uh, players at other teams, uh, for instance, if you look at Hazard at Chelsea, and you know, I mean, over over the years, forwards have gradually gotten faster and faster and faster. So I think maybe now, uh, the this sort of style of playing out from the back and keepers being a little bit better with the feet and being that sort of sweeper role. Um, you know, I mean, if you look at the German national team, they've adopted that for a long time with Manuel Neuer, same as Bayern Munich. Okay. Um, and, and, I'm sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say, uh, and over other managers, like the top managers, how how would you yeah, rate I his think, style? Uh, rating Emery's style, I like his style. I just, unfortunately, in the minute, it's it's slightly not working, but I believe it's gradually getting there. Uh, we saw moments of in the Newcastle game recently that it is actually it's getting better it's it's certainly not getting worse there is there is obviously areas for improvement um I mentioned a few times which I'm sure we'll mention in the podcast on the forum um that the right hand side of Arsenal at the moment is looking very dodgy uh it, it needs some serious work I've mentioned it before we know where that is as one player yeah, who, who has yeah, improved yeah. in some ways but still hasn't improved. In, yeah, in I, I don't think it's just duties. him. I think there's others as well. Uh, it, but we'll cr- get that. Yeah, we'll cr- get... <laughs> it's, sorry, it's crying out for three at the back, really. Yeah, it is. And I think this is where, if you look at Emery's style and if you look at over the years and the clubs that he's had, um, when he's played this different style, I think PSG was a slight difference. He played a four-three-three formation at PSG, whereas at the other clubs that he's played at, it's, it's been a four-two-three-one. What we're playing at Arsenal now. Okay. If you look at his key players uh, in at PSG, for instance, one of his key players it was a holding midfielder in Motta. Where if you look at some of the back games of when he was there, Motta was ten tend to be as soon as play moved forward, he dropped back. So he was that holding midfielder, but it technically made the defence a back three. And I think it, the same happened at Sevilla uh, with, is it Medal? And same at Valencia as well with Ava, Ava Benega. And when Torea plays, he drops back into that position as yeah, well. Yeah, and obviously when we saw against Newcastle, Torea is, is that type of player, which unfortunately I think at the moment we have been missing over these past few games. When he's come on, uh, when they come on against Chelsea, when they come on against uh, Newcastle, uh, and and for the other teams, and against the other teams as well, he has made a massive difference. He just stabilised the whole the whole. 
team. Uh, yeah, exactly. He's doing the dirty work, and he's going to be for my for my personal opinion. He's going to be one of them unsung heroes like Gilberto Silva were. I think people are singing quite a lot about him. It, it uh, it's I think it's because defensive players don't normally get 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 the praise. It's all about the glory. No, no, I, the, I think the... that is due down to us not having that defensive player for for so long. Yeah. yeah. If you if you look at for instance, if you for where we say we've we've mentioned it before, and I think we've mentioned it on the podcast before, you need that defensive style of player. If you look at Leicester when they were in the league, they had Kante. Now you look at Chelsea the year after, they had Kante. So and then if you look at even Man U, Man U, yeah, recently under Mourinho they're not doing brilliantly, uh, but they have got a defensive player in Matic. Uh, they've also had them defensive players there for a long, long time. When we had that defensive player in Gilberto Silva, look at the wonders that we did. It makes a huge difference having that unsung hero backing up your defensive players. Okay. Um, if you were to compare Emery to another manager, who would you say he's the most similar to? Uh, for me, at the moment, obviously... From looking and watching and stuff like that, I would I would say he's very Pep Guardiola-esque in the okay. style of play. Uh, I'm not saying he is Pep Guardiola. I'm far from that. I'm just saying he's, he's similar. He's not quite Pep. But then again, who is, um, apart from Pep? If you look at the style of play, um, you see Pep Guardiola, he plays from the back. Uh, Emery has played from the back for a long time and is, is working and his team. And if you look at, um, for instance, the way the reason why I say they're quite similar, I wouldn't say because it's the style of team and the team choice. I'd say more it's a style, it, it's the way they both seem to present and use their backroom staff to help players along. If you look at the training schedule, um, I don't know, I've, like I say, I'm, I'm going to say I've watched the thing on Amazon, uh, All or Nothing, about Man City. And I know he, I think I, it was me who pushed you onto it. I was going to watch it, but when she said it was as good as it was, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it, really thoroughly enjoyed oh, I it. I did as well. And you saw, and I'd recommend anyone to watch it, being a Man City fan or not, it gives you a good insight of what is actually going on under Pep Guardiola and it gives you a rough idea of what goes on in, in any team, I would suggest. But if you look at how Pep Guardiola works his team, uses his staff, and they have it's and how they are in the dressing room, you get a feeling that that's what Emery's doing in the sense of Arsenal. If you look at our new training regime and the new things that are coming in, like the the tent right next door to the training pitch with all the gym work, the uh, the banning of fruit juices. There's the new diet system um, that's come up, that seems to be coming around, and the rumours in there and and everything else. So if you look at that, and then you 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 watch what Guardiola's doing at uh, Man City, you, you tend to think actually these two are they ahead of their time, and it just makes you wonder. Well, you know, he's only he's only what's forty seven years of age, so he's he's quite a, a young manager to be at the, he is, at, at, yeah, at the top and, level. Being... And the achievements he's got is unbelievable. Uh, such a young manager. Yeah, he's what got three Europa League cups. He's all got, in a row. All in a row. He took uh, he took um, was it Mercia a team around Mercia Mallorca. Um, 
oh, I can't remember the name of the the, the team, but the team around Mercia took them from the League Two into eighth in League One the following yeah. year. Basically, very similar to Rafa Benitez, what he's done with Newcastle, because Newcastle aren't a great team. I think they're, they're uh, punching no, well above their weight. Yeah, they are, and but I think Newcastle have always been one of them teams that are in or around that area. They're either gonna they're gonna have them years that they're gonna be. You know, I mean, under Kevin Keegan, they were, what were they? They were, were up in the top four or five at one point. Didn't they nearly win it? I'd love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was a good Geordie accent. Uh, that wasn't even a, a Geordie accent. I didn't even try. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. And I don't think he's got a, a Geordie accent, does he? <laughs> no, he hasn't. No. <laughs> well, it's, uh, you know, we all know who hasn't got a Geordie accent, but he likes to have an opinion. Alan Shearer. Yeah. Yeah, so Newcastle are always going to be in or around. They're going to have them times. But I think at the minute, Newcastle are struggling because of their owner. Um, he's tight-fisted, and you can tell. And I think they're at this, moment, at this moment in time, until they get rid of that owner, I think, you know what I mean, things will be different for them. I think that can be said for many a club. There's, 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 yeah, there is you know, that. mismanagement but, along the way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But under Benitez, I think they're lucky to have him as a manager, if I'm being honest. I think oh, yeah. for the fact that he stayed, I think that's an achievement in itself. He must, be on, he could, he must yeah. be on a huge, huge salary. I think it's Either that or he actually loves what he's doing there at Newcastle. He's trying to, you know what I mean, trying to force his way to get Newcastle to do something, which is, you know what I mean, it's... Fair play to him, and fair play to Newcastle to have hold it on to him. He's proven he's proven a point that you know he can have an yeah. average average team and uh, make them overachieve in yeah, the sense yeah. of Newcastle. I wonder if Pep Guardiola, if he was given, I don't know, leads, would he get them up into the Champions League again? Would he? Would he? Would he get them winning the Premier League? Yeah, there is that question as well uh, with Guardiola. Um, I'm not too sure on his management history, but obviously. We all know he was a Barcelona, Bayern Munich, and now City. So it's it's one of them questions. Could he do it? Could he not? Personally, if he if he can get teams with that many stars, I would say you know I mean that many players who are borderline up there with the top in the world, with top players in the world. I can't see why he wouldn't be able to do it because there's always them. There's always that factor of egos. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and that, that, that's what we've said with um, Emery as well at PSG. It was managing the egos at PSG. Yeah. Um, uh, and the biggest one being Neymar, and then that was probably his Achilles heel uh, and why he ended up with us. And we've probably got lucky. Maybe, maybe, but I think PSG, me personally, I think PSG are trying to force a Champions League onto themselves uh, more than what I would say getting the right manager to work with the team. I think they're trying to force or money their way into a Champions League final. To, I mean, no different than City it. are trying to do this season as well. No, but they didn't do it last year and they didn't do it the year before. So you've got to look, think of it this way. It's, you know what I mean? They're sticking with Guardiola on this one. I think before Pat Guardiola, was it Pellegrino? I think, you know, it's it's just one of them things. Obviously, they, you've got to find the right manager to work with as well as the right manager to work with his team. And, you know, and obviously Guardiola's got some glorious history behind him. And thinking thinking back to Emery and Guardiola, they, they, they've got a bit of a rivalry, haven't they? I'd say they've got a rivalry, yeah. Um, unfortunately, Emery hasn't actually won a game against him. But, you know, I mean, I'm sure he could have come close if you look at the teams back in what Emery's had. If you look at the Valencia team, he had... 
You know, I mean, he had the likes of Silva, Mata, David Villa, Morientes, and even at Sevilla, he, he, like I said before, he had Medel, he had Rakitic before he moved to Barcelona, there was Negredo there before he moved to City. All right, he didn't make it at City, but at Sevilla, he was outstanding. And he even had one of our old players as well in Juan Antonio Reyes. Who's 35, I think, now as well. Jesus, that I believe makes you feel he is, old. yeah. Makes you feel old. <laughs> um, just, uh, not really. He's older just, than me, so I'm all right. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> just, just thinking back to the Amazon thing, the um, all together now, and um, the thing that struck me more than anything else is obviously we talked about Guardiola management and so on, but it's just the whole atmosphere around the club and the dressing room. And what do you think... Um, the change in management and structure at Arsenal. How do you think that will have changed the feeling around the dressing room? There's comments that Ozil has made and there's different, different things. What, what, how, you know, how, how do you think... There's some media stuff coming out by the Arsenal media machine as well. What's your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts on that is, it, you know, I mean, it looks, it looks good. It's about time that we're seeing stuff like this, especially in the wake of... Unfort- the unfortunate departure uh, for some people of Arsene Wegner. I wouldn't say it was unfortunate, but I know a lot of people out there will. Um, I believe someone called, uh, is it Jazz? Who's <laughs> <laughs> changed his mind suddenly after one game? <laughs> I think I think that was probably uh, copious amounts of alcohol in, in uh, was it the, the market? I think, I think market. Danny Wilkins has stole his phone. <laughs> <laughs> that Malibu has gone to his head. That Malibu has gone to his head, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, it, but it's important around the dressing. The, the one that struck me the most was that Brendan, the the, the boot man, kick man, and him standing on the middle uh, when they won a game, and he's flaring these um, towels around in the atmosphere, and he seems to be the centre of the club, and he's a normal bloke. Okay, he's probably on a decent wage. Well, he, else, he, yeah, he, he will be now. But did he just start off as a? I think when we was made about it, he was he started off as an apprentice when he left school, and then he's worked his way up since. Yeah, he's YTS the whole way through, and yeah. uh, but but he's a, he's a City fan. Uh, I think that ha- helps. Yeah. Do we have people like that in Arsenal? I this is what I'd like to know. I would love to see one of these programs like what Amazon did. Maybe instead of going keeping with City or going with the next champions, go with every go with most of the teams. You know, like like Arsenal, like Man U. I'd love to see stuff like that, to see what happens at these clubs. You know, it gives the fans a good insight of what's going on. Um, so I would love to see that wherever it is, to be honest with you. Maybe some of the lower teams I probably won't bother watching, but you never know. If if there's nothing else on all day, I'd probably just sling a couple on. Um, It would have been interesting to see the Leicester year, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. That would have been very interesting to see. It would have been interesting to see our Invincibles year as well. Yeah, I don't think we. I don't think they'd done things no, like that back then. It's just really, unfortunately did they? They, they didn't. No, but I don't think Wagner liked that sort of thing. He was very media shy on stuff like that, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He just he kept he, he kept it a bit more old school, didn't he? In that yeah. sense. Well, it's it, when when we're looking back at our training scheme and all the Arsenal media, it is fully enforced now, and the pictures and the videos that showing of the training and. Of what's going on, especially with the back, you know, I mean, uh, what's going on in the training pitch and how players are speaking about uh, the new style, the new manager in Emery. It, it's, it can only be a good thing. I can't see it being a bad thing. Um, the only bad thing is, is when you hear that someone's got 
confidence like a the uh, the board has got confidence in a manager uh, in the in the manager that's when it goes bad oh yeah when we we, we give them our utmost support utmost support and then yeah that's the, about two weeks later yeah that's the bad thing yeah <laughs> that's it's when the, it starts getting bad last question um and probably haven't even we haven't even prepared for this one at all N- name a key player that you think we need to, one key player that we need to to put in there and who who would that be if you could go out and get it uh, oh god um, a key player. I couldn't name names without actually looking into it, but from what was the rumours around the transfer window recently in Dembele at Barcelona, the winger, that would have been my that would have been a perfect signing. Even if it was just on loan from the year, that would have been a perfect signing for this season. There's a rumour flying around that. Um... He's uh, the shackles are going to be taken off the war chest uh, in the, over the next two transfer windows for Emery because that's probably by that stage he'll have built his the correct team. But he was actually restricted on the last one to what he was because he wanted he's a fakir. He wanted uh, wanted him in uh, was his that, yeah that that's that's a strange one that one for me especially with him being a quite more of an attacking midfielder and a near fakir. Uh, you know, I mean, with the likes of Ramsey, yeah, I think with the likes of or at the end of Ramsey, it would have been the end of one of them, uh, definitely. Which one, I don't know. Uh, but at the minute, I I like how Ramsey's playing at the moment. Uh, he's, it's like I said to you before, he's definitely playing for a contract. Who that contract's with, I don't know, but he's definitely playing for a contract, and he's playing out of his skin. For me, he is anyway. Yeah, I, 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 to be honest, I do hope he signs. Um, I'd oh. like him to sign. It would be nice to keep one of them players from <laughs> that era of when all the youngsters signed in the likes of, is it the Ox and Walcott and Jenkinson? I, I know he's probably on his way out now in Wilshire. In the, That's, so, that was that was all five years ago. Yeah, exactly. It would be nice to keep at least one of them. and At least one of them we can say, yeah, he made it. He carried on. Well, it's back to what we're saying about the dressing room. It, it's people who were there who understand the club, understand the history. Uh, yeah. Like Vincent Company, when we looked on, on that the documentary, he'd been there when City were down in the lower leagues. And he's watched them come the whole way up to be champions, you know. And he 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 wasn't even there when there was any idea of um of I think, no, I think he signed, of- didn't he sign when the new ownership signed oh yeah he would have been just around so yeah, the I new think project he, I, yeah I yeah i think was he he signed the same year the new owners signed so he might i think so if he's either the either that year or the year after so yeah. yeah they would have still been at the old old ground before the etihad then and all, all the old complex and everything and yeah so but it it you need players like that and ramsey being one of those players that's long-standing and staying at the club for uh, a number of years that's why i think we all want a jack to stay uh although that's yeah probably... you, you need that yeah you definitely need that uh you know people who grew up with the club i know he come in uh, from cardiff ramsey but he he was he's, you know i mean he's been there since he was young so he's 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 grown up with the club over the years yeah you had stevie g at liverpool didn't you you've, you've always got these these players that are you know are part of this the fabric of the club yeah it keeps that history going i suppose well i hope that got your uh, little bit of style and substance debate off your chest I could have talked more but <laughs> we're stuck to 30 minutes well, yeah we tried to we can always introduce a little bit more in, into one of the podcasts uh, another time like you can do yeah. yeah Mike has been good thanks uh, a lot, yes, thank you very much I'll be awesome. 
You've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too. 